Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now on the line to unpack this issue, we have Tanya Proshko, the director of the Israel Association of Mental Health Professionals. Tanya, good afternoon to you and thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. No, great to have you on board, Tanya, and thank you for taking the time to unpack this issue of uh, those volunteering at the moment, doing courses and coming on board to help those uh, mentally stressed from this horrific war that's happening in Israel at the moment. But to start the conversation off, there is a concern on the ground, acute trauma versus post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, which they are contending with. Please explain, what exactly is that? So, you know, as this war is unfolding, I mean, starting with the uh, October 7th massacres, Mm -hmm. um, there are those that were directly impacted, you know, from the um, cities in the south, as well as first responders who had to show up on the scene and see horrific images. Um, In addition to that, there were videos released where the general population was exposed to some very, very hard to see uh, um, scenes play out. And this is very close to home. We all live here. We have, you know, children serving in the army. We have, um, you know, this is very, very close to home. And um, as we saw globally, even when uh, international uh, individuals were privy to seeing some of these videos some of them were vomiting in response some of them really wow. couldn't handle seeing it so this is what we call you know acute trauma where it's also secondary trauma um so to, when you're exposed to a very horrific traumatic event um wow. a single event that is uh really hard to process then um that needs immediate treatment. And okay. so when you have immediate trauma therapy offered okay. um, to those first responders, to families that uh, were experiencing those horrific events, to the general public that um, had secondary traumatic uh, experiences, then it, you have more chances of processing that traumatic incident. And the longer uh, you wait and, and the more time that passes from that moment right. the the harder it is to you know process it or the, the longer it takes so our job was to really kind of uh, gather our troops and 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 we launched immediately a program for uh providing emotional support um we called it the virtual clinic where we had volunteers from israel and abroad providing uh telehealth services to anybody mm. who needed so it was um providing trauma therapy to you know people who really experienced it more firsthand and also providing it to anybody in Israel who was experiencing distress sure. uh, whether they're having a hard time sleeping or experiencing anxiety um, you know parents of soldiers spouses of reservists and we still continue on an ongoing basis mm-hmm. to provide therapy and well, now as you know soldiers are coming back from service right. or reservists are coming home this is where we're seeing that much more of a need um, and now it's no longer a volunteer service we, we launched a nonprofit organization that funds therapy for soldiers lone soldiers uh, reservists who need to process what they've seen, whether it's in Gaza or um, up north. Uh, We are providing direct services through our nonprofit, um, and it's really been 
very overwhelming requests are coming in daily we're speaking of over i can well imagine speaking of overwhelming we're on on what day 141 of this war at the moment so so there must be an increasing amount of people now coming forward with uh, trauma issues and of course uh, volunteering members on the ground are we are you increasing membership on the uh, rather helpers on the ground how does how does it generally look uh, at the moment you know for example and look i'm just throwing a whole lot of questions out at you we can just uh, get through them as much as possible i'm just uh, thinking through for example the the youth compared to the elderly what are we seeing in proportion Uh, are we seeing more youth seeing more elderly what are you seeing on the ground right now so we're seeing the whole spectrum. Everyone's affected in their own way. So the youth, you know, if you're talking about children, yeah. children's routines have been broken, right? So sure. my, you know, my son's uh, teachers, most of them are uh, serving in the reserve. So they have right. their um, replacement teachers. The routine is not the same. Their classes aren't as uh, structured. There's a lot of, you know going with the flow because someone can be called up at any moment or someone else came back, etc. So children's routines are interrupted. They're seeing it everywhere. They're seeing in social media. They're seeing it in the news. Parents are talking about it. They are hearing uh, sirens, rockets falling. So there is a lot of distress. So symptoms in children come across as, you know, whether it's bedwetting or nightmares, um, not wanting to go places alone or or, um, a lot of fear and anxiety. Um, then you have oh youth. sorry carry yeah. on carry on sorry so then you have the youth where you know you're talking about teens or even army age uh individuals where even if you know a 17 year old is not necessarily in the army yet they have uh siblings or they have close friends who might be already you know serving in the army they have tremendous amount of fear for themselves who might need to go and serve mm. uh, the next year i mean there's a lot of this uh um, patriotic desire as well to go sure, and fight no, for the, of course. For the, for the of country. Course. So it's not that they don't want to go to the army, but there is an underlying mm. anxiety that, that is prevalent throughout. And then you have the older population where you've got uh, parents and spouses of those that are serving. You have just a, a general fear of the safety for our own families, uh, you know, being able to go places without that threat of the imminent threat that is lingering so it is it is affecting everybody across the board it's just a matter of how and so the requests that we're we're getting at the association for therapy they range all Mm. kinds you know people are really really unsettled and uh you know there's trauma symptoms there's anxiety and uh everything in between very quickly tanya as you're saying it's it's affecting everybody so much on the ground looking at the volunteers themselves how are they dealing with the trauma in order not to be you know considering what they face not uh, at least not Mm -hmm. to allow what they're facing to overwhelm them and to be able to work effectively Absolutely. So our trauma therapists are incredibly overwhelmed mm-hmm. and there's a lot of need. Obviously, many of them are volunteering. Some of them are, you know, working through various programs that are funding the therapies, such as mm-hmm. our own you know, nonprofit organization. Some of them are government based um, and they are overwhelmed and overloaded. And one of the things that we offer as an association is we provide uh, peer support to sure. our clinicians. We've had groups, uh, you know, support groups where we bring people in. We talk about these things. Um, we provide supervision so that while they're working with very difficult cases, 
How do we help them do that in a way that is supporting them and grounding them and giving them self-care mm, mm, so that mm. they can continue going? We, we don't want uh, sure. the clinicians to be burnt out. <laughs> Tanya, I'm going to have to cut you short today, but thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to give us some background as to exactly what helpers are doing on the ground, helping those dealing with mental health issues uh, during this uh, horrific war that's taking place in Israel. Tanya Prochko, the director of the Israel Association of Mental Health Professionals, wishing you and all your helpers all the very best in all your endeavors.